Welcome to LTG Ectoplasm, your home for spirit travel and magic the gathering. On this episode, I got a special guest in the house, and we're talking Crimson Vow in Legacy. Also, we're going to be discussing hmm, to infinity and beyond. I'm a little titillated. I hope you're excited. So let's get this thing started, shall we? Let's go. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining me on this episode. I am your host, Dwight, a.k.a. DeBlanco, a medium that wears an extra, extra large. You can reach out to me on Twitter at MTG Ectoplasm, or you can email me directly at mtgectoplasm at gmail.com. Don't forget that I got mtgectoplasm.com for the latest and greatest episodes. And if you want to donate or sponsor an episode like this one, you can do that there. But as I do every episode, please, please, please hit that follow, like, subscribe button. It lets you know when the latest episodes get posted and tell your friends and family. I don't care where you are in the world because the thousands and thousands of you, the spirit tribe, the spirit squad, the spirit squadron, we need to share the love of magic together and our love for uh, spirits. Now, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, Last time I had this gentleman on, he was kicking names and taking ass, or was it the reverse where he was taking names and kicking ass in Legacy? And I'm proud to bring him on to discuss Crimson Val. Let's welcome to the show, Douglas Rosa. How you doing, Douglas? Hi, everyone. Thank you for inviting me again. Not a problem, my man. I have uh, about three tournaments that I played since the last time we talked. Very nice. And, uh, and we have a few new cards in the in the deck. All right. Well, you know, I can't wait to you know talk about this. You know, just over and in general, uh, how things are going over there in Brazil. Everything, every good. Everything is okay. Everything's all right. Yeah, uh, our local store just reopened it. So we had a lot of tournaments since since it reopened. I think it reopened three weeks ago. So we have uh, FNMs in Legacy every every Friday, and then we had a pauper tournament, a modern tournament. This Saturday I'm gonna play a, a pioneer tournament, and Sunday I'm going to play a modern tournament. Okay. Probably I'm gonna take in spirits to both of them very nice so so we are playing a lot of magic right now well i i hope you're i i don't know if you listened to the pioneer episode that i did where i discussed the sideboards uh you know just a helpful suggestion you know i uh, did you did you listen to that episode yet or not yet yes i did you you also talk about a, a card that i'm very excited to play with is that is the cemetery illuminator. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get a, a spot for it in the modern deck, but in Pioneer I'm already playing playing it. Okay. So I, I'm trying I'm trying to figure out a, a better list for for the for the the modern version of the deck. I hear you. Well, you know what? Let's get down to this. Let me ask you real quick, Douglas. What was your thoughts of Crimson Vow, the Innistrad, the new set? So at first, I got a little disappointed. I was really think that we should got another 
a good one drop. I saw a lot of cards the, for spirits that were uh, just about to be good, like the, um, the Catgeist. Uh, if it flies, it would be a good card. Mm -hmm. The double striking one, if it flies, it would be a good card. And I, I was having this feeling that the set was almost there, but then, in, in later testing, I saw a few cards that were very interesting even for the eternal formats. And the biggest one for me is Cemetery Illuminator. Okay. I think people are sleeping, sleeping on this card right now. They should be playing it more, definitely. Okay. And it brings that one thing that we missed, that is the, the card advantage point, especially in modern that you have Petulance to filter the top of your deck. Mm -hmm. And also in Legacy, since I'm here to, to talk about my spirits in Legacy with right. spirits. And uh, then I got uh, a lot more excited about the set. But overall, I think it's, uh, the set is not very strong. Okay. Uh, and this is kind of what the Watsi is, is doing right now, because later sets in Standard were getting a lot of bans. So I think it's a, uh, the set... Although the set's not very strong, there is a few cards here and there mm -hmm. that are making its way to eternal formats. There you go. Well, that's what I want to ask you next. Is that Crimson, like, did any Crimson Vow cards make any, like, here, let me rephrase this. Did Crimson Vow make any legacy deck better, just in general? Not just spirits, but in, in legacy in general, were there any decks that got better because of Crimson Vow? So there is only one I can really think of that is the burn deck. Okay. Because of Cemetery Gatekeeper. Mm -hmm. It's a very strong card. I, I think it's worse than Eidolon, the Great Revel, but I think that it, uh, it can, together with Eidolon, it can make the, the burn deck a lot stronger, even in Legacy. Uh, after friend of mine is already testing it okay and it's uh, it's a really pain to to get it because uh, in legacy we play a lot of fetch land so mm -hmm. at least you're gonna take two forever land that you drop in the field so i think this is the the only one deck besides spirits that is taking advantage of the cards from from crimson Val. Unless there is some card in the commanders that I didn't saw, because okay. I didn't, I don't, I didn't saw the list for the the vampire commander, mm -hmm. so I don't know if there is any card there that can play legacy. Yeah, there's, honestly, there's nothing. The only thing I could think of is like maybe welcome vampire, but that's it. I mean, welcome vampire. Yeah, it's yeah, but welcoming vampire is. Uh, I don't think it's uh, strong enough for Legacy. That's fair. I mean, that's, that's the only thing one I can think of is like, you know, a 2-3 flyer for three minutes. Not bad. And then, you know, most, you know, vampires, you're pick casting for two or less so you can draw a card. Other than that, that's, it's meh. Yeah. The the, the home for welcoming vampire would be in the Death and Texas deck, I think. But even... There, Death in Texas is a deck with a lot of two-power creatures, but I don't think there is any 
card that is worse than it. So there is no card that you will be taking out to put it in the in the deck. Okay. I think the the recruiter recruiter of the guard is a lot stronger than it. And uh, and also the Fantaxis is a deck that is playing a lot of spirits of the labyrinth right now, so they kind of numbo each other. Right, that's true. Well, let me ask you, I mean, besides creatures, were there any spells that just stood out to you? Like, hmm, you know, this is pretty cool. No, I didn't saw any spell that could. Okay. Uh, I mean, for modern and pioneer purposes, the um, the Mana Leak for Spirits is is very good in the Mono Blue version. Right. I, fi- I five-owed the league with the Mono Blue version you, uh, a few weeks ago. Okay. But uh, I'm I am Rosa nineteen ninety three that you shout out uh, yeah. two days ago. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I was like I was like I saw Rosa. I was like, could it be Douglas? Uh, maybe, just maybe. Yeah, yeah, that's me. All right. Uh, that is the only card that I can remember. The other card is uh, the Dollhouse of Horrors. Mm-hmm. I think that there is already a, a pioneer deck around it. I think. Maybe someday we're gonna have a, a modern deck around it too. And uh, for for non creature spells that I remember are that ones. That is, and the the biggest one to be honest is is a creature that is Talia for for the pioneer, right? Pioneer uh, Talia wasn't uh, legal in pioneer. Mm-hmm. That's true. Th- you know, just putting Thalia in pioneer could make a world of difference even in the spirit deck. I mean, th- you know, yeah. Thalia was in, in modern, you know, why why would we not consider putting it in mod, you know, in pioneer? Yes. So, there is one other, one other card that I should mention, but not because they face it. Uh, I a lot of people talk about this card that is the Chandra dress at the queue. Yes. But I never played against it, and I don't really play the kind of decks that it fits in, so I don't know the if the real power of the card yet. Okay, that's fair enough. I mean, I've heard mixed reviews on Chandra Dress to Kill. Uh, I've heard people say, oh, it's amazing, it's an insane card, and I've heard other people go, it's it's not as great it's not a hit as everybody's making out to be so i mean i think this is a card that you know we're gonna have to wait and see we're you know we have to buy some time yeah and these three mana planeswalkers can always be very good but sometimes they they're just not as good as the ones we had before mm-hmm. so i can't really tell if the chandra is all, all that powerful but it's a good card to mention because a lot of people are making noise about this card. Right. Like for me personally, I, one thing I've learned is any Planeswalker that's three or less, I always try to buy a playset because eventually somebody tries to break it. Like you got to consider uh, Soren, the new uh, the Blood Lord. You know, that guy, he's now spiked. He's like about $25, and that's a sick card. Uh, Teferi, really good card. Uh, what's the other one? The the uh, the fairy that ended up getting uh, banned. I forgot his name. Oko, you know, oh. o- Oko, blue green and uh, a generic. That's another three mana card. It got broke. You know what I mean? So I mean, whenever uh, what's uh, Renin Six? 
too. That's two mana, you know. So whenever I see Planeswalkers three or two, you know, I'm like, mm, you know, I might have to purchase the card and then wait and see, you know. Like, uh, I need to be like a play the magic stop market, but, you know, it's like, let's see what happens here. Yeah, yeah, there, there is some cards like that. I didn't, I, I'm not the, the kind of person that starts buying cards that don't fit in the decks I already already won. I hear you. Especially because uh, here in Brazil, magic is really expensive. Okay. The, the dollar conversion. Mm-hmm. So... So you got to make sure. Uh, I, I bought, yeah, yeah. I bought every spirit that came out, so I can uh, mix and mash them into my decks. But the other cards, I think the only one I really bought was the Wash Away. Okay. That that card is gonna uh, it's cheap right now, and in a few years it's going to be very expensive because it will play in every commander ever. So that was the 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 card I, I was watching it. The other card I'm um, thinking about buying right now is the Voice of the Blessed. Yes. I think it makes the the Soul Sisters deck uh, a real a real deck, right? Yes, now. I 100% agree. I've been saying that from the door that I think that Soul Sister deck just I think it got the it card that it needed to push it over the top i know there's even a deck in historic it's i believe it's a mono white deck and it's being played in there and i i i saw that i was like perfect that's a perfect deck for that and anywhere you gain life i think it's a moral imperative that you you put that creature in yeah in, in historic there is the green white version that has a, an infinite combo in, in it with um I think it's an elk that puts squirrels in play. Oh, I'm not familiar with that one. That, then you, no, uh, so let me check the name of the card. Hold on. It, uh, if you have a soul sister in play, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and Elliot, the three mana Elliot, right. then you can play this card every time you you gain one life. Eliod is going to put a counter on it. Right. Every time it, get a, it gets a counter, it's going to put a, a Skrill into play. So you put in a Skrill into play, you're going to gain one life from the Soul Sisters, putting a counter on it again, and repeat the process until you run wow. out of timeouts. Wow. The name of the card is, I don't know if I'm going to pronounce it right, but it is Curry Oak. Curry Oak. Well, in this from the new set? No, it is from Mother Horizons 2. Oh, okay. I'm going to have to look that one up later. S-C-U-R-R-Y. Right. O-A-K. All right. I'm going to have to pronounce that. It's a threefold. Oh, Scurry Oak. Scurry Oak combo. Yes. Let me see. It's a... Scurry Oak. Okay. It says it's... No, is it... Is it tr- no, it's a Tree Folk, right? It's a Tree Folk. Okay. It has evolved whenever a creature enters the battlefield under your control. If that creature has greater power or toughness than this creature, put a plus one, plus one counter on this creature. Whenever one or more tokens are put on this Scurry Oak, you may create a one-one a one, one green 
uh, squirrel token. You know, that's pretty damn good. Yeah. That's a really damn good card. And how, how what's the power the, let me see where, let me go on the images here. That's three mana. That's it. Yes. It can came out in the collected company. Wow. That's really good. It, and it's an uncommon. Wow, that's a really amazing card. Yeah, I think it's about 30 cents. <laughs> yeah, that's in my budget. <laughs> so let me ask you, uh, since we're, we're a spirit podcast here, which spirits were you excited to, tr- uh, were you excited when you saw them? And which ones did you want to try? In, in Legacy or in the other formats? I, I, I would say Legacy, but, you know, this is an open format. Whatever like, uh, whatever format you, you're, you know, you're playing. All right. So the first one and the biggest one we, are, we already talked about a little bit, that is Cemetery Illuminator. I'm playing it in my Pioneer deck. I'm playing it in my Legacy deck as a two-off. And uh, I'm trying to make room from it to him in my modern deck, but I can't really. I I'm not testing the modern right now, and so I kind of. Uh, I don't know if I can make the change in the uh, Doctor Feller list without making the deck a bit a little bit worse. Right. Uh, so Cemetery Eliminator is the first one. The second one, uh, I think. The Dorothea can be a good card in the uh, blue-white version, a more aggressive blue-white version. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the snow build, the uh, the counter was the, the I think the first car, card that came out. You talk about wash away. Was the guys like. No, the guy's light snare. Oh, okay, okay. So, no. Yeah. So uh, I play. Um, I play the league in, with uh, snow build. Every game that I start with a one drop, the second turn I could put my uh, curious obsession on it and hold guys like snare. I didn't lose because you are attacking every turn, drawing cards, and you can protect with a one mana counter spell. It's too powerful. So that really made the um, the mono blue version uh, good. I don't think it's better than the bent version that I'm playing right now, but it's it's a cheap way to to get in the game, right? I think that in Magic Online the the mono blue version is about thirty six. Right. It's really easy to get uh, to get all cards from the deck. Uh, I'm already after I five dollar with the list. I already faced some some people with the same list that I five dollar with. So I think the deck is kind of getting a little more popular okay. about it. And um, the other cards that I can think about it, it was the Kachuda. Okay. Uh, I think that it can, if if the the modern formats. Uh, returns to the place where it was a really fast format. Right now it's more combo-oriented. Uh, Kachuda can be the, the card that can get us back in the games. Because as a spirit player, the 
games that we have the most trouble with is that ones that we are being attacked since turn one. Because mm -hmm. spirits uh, doesn't like to be on the back foot. We like to be attacking and disrupting. So Katilda can kind of turn the tables when, when it came into play. I agree with you. I 100% agree with you. I'll be honest with you. I was not a fan of um, the, the card that you were talking about. But now hearing you talk about it, I'm like, you know what? Because I just got done building my Pioneer Mono Blue Snow. And now I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to try Geist Snare. I'm going to have to, you know, invest 25 cents per and... Uh, you know, give give this card really a a chance. Uh oh, guys, like snare is it's amazing. It's like you. My list, I think I played four of it, four of the, um, the Lofi denial. Is that correct? Right. Lofty denial. I don't mm -hmm. know how to pronounce it. Yeah, lofty denial. You and got it. Lofty denial. Okay. And uh, I played, I think, two more counters in the main deck. I played every every one drop that I that I could put in the deck. I played for uh, Spectral Sailors, for Mausoleum Wonders, for the um, Ascendant Spirit, mm -hmm. and the the goal of the deck was to play a one drop, and tap, play your second land, play the the, the Curious Obsessions in the creature, and attack every turn and counter every card my, your opponent plays. This, this like is the, the way the deck played, and this is how I, I got the, a 5 old and I got a, a few 4-1s. And with the wins I got with this mono blue deck, I could buy the cards to, to, to now be playing with the Bands deck. Mm -hmm. I didn't put any money to, to go from mono blue to Bands. I just, with the wins the mono blue gave me, I could buy the Bands deck. Wow. Wow, so you heard it here, ladies and gentlemen. Douglas Rosa is proving something I've been saying for a while, that, you know what, it doesn't matter what flavor of spirits you got, you know, they can they can do very well, as long as you know how, how to pilot the deck correct, correctly. So, I mean, wow, thank, you know, thank you for proving me right. Now, let me ask you, There's the one, there was one card that you mentioned, and uh, I personally love this card. I, I'm calling it the glass cannon, and I hope that name sticks with it. Uh, it's you know I want to talk about uh, Dorothea, vengeful victim. Do you see it being played in Legacy at all, just in general, or in sp Legacy Spirits? So in Legacy, I don't think it has a place because uh, every two drop that I play in the deck has kind of its. Um, it's row in the deck. Let's say the um, the row of the of, they either protect me with like the, um, the spectral adversary that can stop my opponent from hitting me with a Grizzlebrand, a Embraco. They can disrupt my opponents like with the uh, Spirit of the Labyrinth. The 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 worst two drop I think my my humble opinion is the the Supreme Phantom, mm -hmm. <laughs> because it's only make your creatures bigger. It don't don't do anything to, uh, other than that. Right. And even even it, I think it's better than the Dorothea. Okay. 
legacy we have a lot of uh, a lot of ship removal and uh, and even removal that you don't play don't use mana to play so you're not likely gonna uh, hit with the, the enchantment part of the Dorothea. I I really think that the uh, the enchantment of Dorothea is better than the Dorothea itself, and you don't really have a, a way to put it in your graveyard to to play just the the back the back face of the card. So I don't think Dorothea has a place in Legacy, but I already, I already saw some lists in, I think it was Pioneer, with two to three Dorotheas in the deck. All right. But I don't know. I, I, I haven't really tested the card. Maybe I, I should, and sometimes I'm gonna, I, I might be wrong about it. But right now, the way I think about the deck, I don't. I don't think Dorothea has a place. Okay. No. I. It. it I hate to say this here. I love this card so much, just because it's a powerhouse. If it, you know, for two mana, yes, it's going to die. But you get to block whatever comes at it and potentially kill it, or you're flying over and doing a minimum of four or five damage with Dorothea. That's one thing I love about it, and the fact that oh, you know, in modern. We have Moreland Haunt, where we tap a white, a blue, and Moreland Haunt itself, and we put a 1-1 spirit. I was like, well, that's fine and dandy, but with Dorothea, we tap a blue, a white, and a generic, which would be the, you know, the Moreland Haunt, and, and enchant a creature. And then when that creature attacks, you get a 4-4 spirit, and then if you have any lords on the plate, it becomes a 5-5 or a 6-6. I just, I, I don't want to give up on this card. I, like... You know, like you know when something gets stuck in your head, and you're like, you want it to happen, you believe in it. That's how I am here. Yeah. Like I don't, you know, I believe in Santa Claus, and I'm never gonna give up on believing in Santa Claus. So I heard uh, the episode that you are discussed discussing this card with um, comparing the Dorothea with Merlin Hound, and I agree with your. The person you are talking to that Morland Hunt is better. Oh, boo! By, by <laughs> sorry to. <laughs> sorry. No, it's okay. No, it's. But, a, I love. I, you know what? Okay. I love being proved wrong. This is great. Yeah. So uh, Morland Hunt has two two major uh, advantages over the Dorothea. The first one is that you don't need to have a creature in your board to to use it. And uh, most likely, Moral Hunts are going to be used after your opponent just wrath your creatures away or terminated them back to your deck. Right. So the other reason Moral Hunt I think it's better is when you are holding up mana. Okay. You are holding up three mana pay, uh, with a spell quality hand, let's say. And your opponent doesn't play any card that you want to counter, so you just play. And uh, Dorothea being is a three power uh, more than the Modern Hunt, but it needs a creature in play. It needs that the, the creature uh, attacks and don't, doesn't uh, doesn't need any removal. Right. And uh, and it's sorcery speed, right? You can't play it in instant speed. Right. No, I hear you. 
Well, thank you for poo-pooing my 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 thought process, but you know, I welcome that. I you know, I I love diversity of thought, and you know, maybe I'm hoping, maybe I'm praying too much, or who knows? Maybe in time I'll be proven right. But fine, I I will bend the knee and say you guys are right. I'll bend the knee. Thank God I was going to do an episode, and you know, st- you know, stick my flag in the ground. Go, no, no, you guys are all wrong. What are you guys talking about? Fine, fine, I'll give up. Yeah, I th- I think it's if uh, the spirits, uh, if the spirits deck would be a more aggressive deck, Dorothea would be perfect. But the way I see the deck and the way most people build the deck is to be more disruptive than uh, than aggressive. Right. So it's better to have uh, creatures that you can play with flash, or creatures that protect or other creatures, creatures that counters uh, counters some spells, than having a just big body. Right. Uh, the biggest thing uh, about it is that it sacrifices itself and it's kind of bad for you because your opponent your opponents are already trying to kill every creature you are playing so you're gonna put a creature in play that kills itself i i'm not sold out in this card yet but i think it needs more testing okay that's fair that's 100 percent fair thank you you know thank you for you know smoothing it over like you know like hey okay we'll, we'll show we'll we'll give you a shiny little quarter thank you well, let me ask you. You recently been playing a tournament or p- tournaments, right? What spirits? Yes. What spirits? What spirit or spirits have you used, and how did it play out for you? So, I uh, the the new spirit, the only card uh, I I played in the deck. I as before. <clears throat> sorry, the last episode that we talked, I didn't use the. Spectral adversary right. because it didn't get get my home in time. Uh, right now I'm playing two copies of it instead of the two copies of Shacklegeist, and I'm playing two copies of the Cemetery Illuminator. Both of them are amazing. Uh, in Legacy, uh, I played uh, three tournaments since we last talked. I played two FNMs and that monthly tournament I. I talked to you before. The King of the Mountain? I, yes. I went 3-1 in the first FNM. In the, the monthly uh, tournament, I didn't do so well. I went 3-3. And then in the latest, latest FNM, I went 3-0. So I'm kind of at the map. I think I won 11 games and lose 4. That's not bad. That that's you know that's not the sneeze at you know. Yeah. So the 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 biggest thing I can talk about is like the cemetery. The uh, sorry, the spectral uh, adversary. Mm-hmm. It did exactly what I thought it would do. Uh, it's stopping my opponent from from attacking me with the those creatures that just end the game in, in the spot, like the. Um, like Embraco and the uh, uh, Grizzle Brands. Okay. And there was one, I think it was the first round of the tournament that I played against uh, a band snow deck that it, it tried to to hit me with an Uru. Okay. So I just 
phased the Uru out and uh, he didn't win the, the, he didn't gain the three lives. Then I attack him, pass the turn. He tried to go to combat again to, to gain more life and I just played a second uh, adversary. Phase out the Uru again. He co couldn't draw a card, he couldn't gain life. And I just attack him for lethal next turn. Right. There, there was the these games like uh, I just said about a Grizzle Brand. The the player put a Grizzle Brand in play, and he already couldn't play the pay the seven life to draw seven cards. But he would use the Grizzle Brand just to block my creatures and gain life. So I put the the adversary in play and take it out of the the field so I could attack. And there was one other game that is um, I don't remember the name of the card but it's a card it's a uh, an artifact that you can tap it so your opponent's gonna to mill cards from the top of the deck until it hits a creature okay oh uh, birthing pod no it's it, the it's, it's similar to that oh I know which one yeah, you're talking yeah. about the, the thing is that this card combos with Rest in Peace. If you have a Rest in Peace in play and you use this in your opponent, your opponent is going to mill his entire deck because they will not put a creature in their graveyard. Right. And when my opponent tried to do that to me, I flashed in the, the Spectre Adversary and take the, the artifact out, uh, the Rest in Peace and the artifact out. So I, I didn't get combo off. Right. And I could kill him in the crackback. Uh, there was the second game against the same player. I took um, Insaring Bridge from play and keep attacking. And Cemetery Eliminator was just amazing. I don't have words to. Well, to share with us the, the, the share with us the, the like how how does it play in Legacy? Like like to me, it's just I I don't know. It's like what, what did you like exile like a creature or so the the thing cemetery eliminator lets you watch uh, see the top card of the deck before you decide what card, what card you're going to to exile so if i have a let's there is one game against a ninja player that i look at the top of my deck the top of my deck was a uh, force of will so I exile one of their instant speeds, uh, instant cards from his graveyard. The next turn, he tried to play a, a card that that would kill my my board. So I just played the Force of Will from the top of my deck, exile a blue card from my hand, and he never saw it coming because I just had one card in hand, and with one card you can Force of Will, right? But wow. I was able to play. Play Force of Will from the top of my deck. There was one game that I was I was uh, losing, and the top of my deck was a uh, Eater Vial, a Dead Eater Vial. Mm -hmm. So I exile uh, uh, an, ad um, an ad artifact from the top of from the graveyard of my opponent, so I could play the Eater Vial and not drawing it because drawing it would be terrible. Right. And and there was a lot of games that I just with. Um, with uh, rattle chains in play, I could just play spirits in my turn and in my opponent's turn as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was 
there was a game against uh, Andafan, Texas, that my opponent tried to exile creatures with Sky Cleave Apparition, and I just flashed in a Drop School Captain from the top of my deck and protect everything. So, and the, the biggest, the, the way I tested uh, Cemetery Eliminator was like this. Uh, I hit a point of the game that uh, my deck just lose the just lose gas, so I would reach from my deck, take a, a cemetery eliminator and put it in my hand. Right. So I, with that, I could see if the card has the power to bring me back to games that I I was losing. And every time that I could play two one or two cards from the top of my deck with it, it really works out for me. And in Legacy. There is these cards that you just don't use mana to play, like Force of Will. And with um, with Patchlands and with the Horizon Lands, the lands that you crack to draw a card, you can really filter the top of your deck and trying to hit what you want to hit. So in Legacy, I think it's the best place for it. I think in Modern, it's very good. Although you don't have Force of Will, you still have your patch lands to filter the top of her deck. I mean, we do I have Force of Negation. I mean... Force of Negation. Uh, force of Negation, you can play in your one turn only, huh? Right, that's true. Yeah, but in the... I u- I'm using it in the Pioneer 2 for the same reasons. And um, the, the Grave Hate part of the card Although I don't think it's the most important, it's really good. Uh, against uh, a reanimator player, I just could flash it in with the um, with the ether vial. I could put it in play and exile the card that he's, he was trying to reanimate. And against Phoenix's decks, you just can every turn you you, exi- you put it in play, exile a creature, uh, a Phoenix from the deck, and then start attacking and eating his grave. It's good against uh, the um, I forget the name of the the Drake the big Drake thing. Oh, you're talking about the uh, Merktide. Merktide. It's very good against Merktide too. So I'm I and it has like you said last time we talked. It has a big booty, so <laughs> doesn't die to to every removal play every removal in the format. It's it's a, a special card. I, I really think great about this card, and uh, I'm not taking out from my legacy deck anytime soon. Okay, well, so this is this is a now a must add for all legacy players. The cemetery eliminator. Now you you sat there and said that you were considering putting this in modern. Now here's my question for you: as a I'm a modern player, I love my modern deck. Um, which like what type you think in Azorius or you thinking Bant? I'm going to play Bant. You're gonna go with Bant, okay? Now in Pioneer, now which you know we have there's four different decks. Uh, three are mostly the ones being played, which is Bant, Azorius, and also Mono Blue Snow. But there is a Simic deck that's hiding in the you know hiding in the jungle. Which which version would you put uh, Cemetery Eliminator in? I'm using it in the my band version. 
I already saw um, a blue-white version with three of them. I think it is, uh, was a Japanese player. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I think uh, Yeshi. Do I have the card? I got I to gotta look for it. I think I got the guy's name. I think he came in first place or uh, top five in another event. Yeah, a Japanese player playing three of it in the deck. So the only place I don't think I would put it, I, I'm, I never played the Simic deck, so I can't really talk about it. But in the mono blue version, the, the blue is no version, I wouldn't play it in the main deck. Although I would consider it for the cyborg. Really? Yeah. Just because be the, the, the blue snow deck, the way I play it, it's really low to the ground. You kind of want to every turn be be countering the anything your opponent's plays. Okay. So I don't think you can afford to, like, right, this turn I'm going to tap out, play this creature, hope that it survives till the next turn, and then go from there. I, uh, just talking about Pioneer, right? Because in modern, right. maybe it's better because of Ethervile, but in Pioneer, I don't think the blue version has has a place for it in the main deck. Right. But I, I don't know. Like like I said, if you maybe if someone tested and proved me wrong, that that's okay. I I never tested it in the main deck, but uh, I would definitely play it in the sideboard especially for the Phoenix matchups that are really bad for us. Right. No, I hear you. I, I think you're like me, that you want people to prove you wrong. You like you get excited, like, wow, you proving me wrong. Good. Good for you. Yeah. Uh, if someone comes to me and say, oh, take this 75 cards and play your tournament, my life would be a lot easier <laughs> than it is <laughs> because uh, speaking about legacy, Almost no one plays Spirits in Legacy, so no. I kind of have to do all the work myself. Yes. And this is not very, very easy to do. But I'll tell you right now, I appreciate it. I think many of the people who are listening to the show, this, you know, the Spirit Squad or Spirit Squadron, I guarantee they're appreciating it. You know, your sincerity going out there and kicking ass in Legacy, you know, using Spirits. I mean, uh, you know, I, I used to... Uh, be a fan of this one individual who was a merfolk guy and he would always tell you you know play the deck that you know play the deck that you feel comfortable and any you don't know the outcome that may come but just play with your best ability with your best deck and you may end up winning a tournament and that's what you did you you took what you felt comfortable with and you actually did exceptionally well yeah, right here in my team we have a, not like a saying, but we say that in these eternal formats, you it's best for you to play something you know from the inside out than to play the best deck in the format but you don't have any experience with. Exactly. I 100% agree there. Because, I mean, come on, you, like right now, let's say in Pioneer, People are saying right now, is it Phoenix is the best deck? I don't think it is, but, you know, that's like me picking up is it Phoenix try to play and go to a local tournament and try to win. I don't know how the deck plays, but if I take my spirit deck, oh, I know how that thing plays, and I guarantee I'll, I'll, do, I'll win a lot more matches with it. 
Yes, yes, I, I totally agree with that. Uh, there is there was a lot of tournaments that were here in Brazil that we like like the the national that I top eighted with the Soul Herder deck. Mm-hmm. There was there was in that moment there was no modern deck that I was comfortable with, and the Soul Herder deck I was testing it a lot, so I could. It's not a not a tire one deck, and I never was. But I was able to top eight a national with it. I think I just dropped one game in the in the the Swiss the Swiss part of the tournament. Right. And maybe if I just played the best deck in the, the back then, that I think it was the um, the affinity deck. I wouldn't go so far because I didn't know how to play affinity. There you go. So, but what you need to do is convince your uh, fellow team members to start playing spirits. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, I, we have a we have some like a, we have a player that just plays Storm everywhere he plays. He just plays Storm, and we have a a, a friend that plays a lot of humans. He likes humans. So we kind of have a, a rivalry between each other because I prefer the spirits over humans and he prefers humans over spirits. <laughs> well, this is what you can say. You can say, hey, I've been on two podcasts. How many have you been on? There you go. Switch <laughs> the spirits. Yes. There you go. So, uh, just before I forget, there is one extra card that I need to mention. Okay. Go ahead. I, I didn't test it yet, but uh, in theory, it works really well. That for uh, it's not for the main deck. Sorry, it's for the cyborg and legacy only. Mm-hmm. That is the drug school reinforcements. Drug school reinforcements. Drug school reinforcements. Not familiar with this. The, it came out in the commander deck. It okay. Is, uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. One white. You know what card is it? Yes, I just uh, I gotta actually bring it up on my computer. Oh, I misspelled drug school. I put with a C. Uh, infantry reinforcements, and it it has melee. Uh, it's a white and three uh three generic. Uh, whenever this creature attacks, it gets plus one plus one until end of turn for each opponent you attack. Other spirits you control have melee. Prevent all combat damage that would be dealt to spirits you control. If that's all non-combat damage. Oh, sorry. I'll prevent all non-combat damage. Yes, it it nullifies every single removal from the the blue, white, blue, red deck. Hmm. You know, it's a solid point. It, it stops just guy, just guy control from uh, banging out your creatures. Yeah, yeah. The the, the Ragavan decks just can't uh, take it out of of the game because you don't really need to be blocking the. Bigger, bigger creatures with it, and uh, they can remove this creature from play because every removal they have is based is damage based. So I uh, I think this card needs testing. I'm gonna testing it. I'm already put my fingers in four copies of it. Okay. But because I uh, I don't think if the four mana is too much, but I think that every time it comes into play, it's gonna make a, a big row because the way 
the the Regavan deck, the, the blue red deck wins against me mm-hmm. is always by burning every single creature I play. Mm-hmm. That's what they do. Yeah. So I really think that if I can uh, play this creature with uh, a Cavern of Souls or from Ethervile and start developing my board, I can just just win those games. Well, just so you know, they're nice and inexpensive on, on TCG player. They're going for a dollar twenty-four. Yeah, uh, he the, the the sad thing is that it came out in the commander deck, so it only plays legacy. Uh, so I, I, we can't test it against. I would love to have discarding pioneer to just stop the to just play against the blue red phoenix deck. <laughs> That's okay. No, it's 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 a solid card, and I'm glad you brought it to our attention. You know, uh, this is a card that I, you know, I I ended up buying uh, Spirit Squadron, the Commander deck. I love love that Spirit Commander deck, and uh, let me just tell you, Drug School Reinforcements has saved my back end not once, not twice, but thrice, three times. This this card has saved my back end. Yeah, I I didn't bought the Commander deck, but I bought cards from it that I thought that would be would be good to test even in legacy and i yeah i even bought the the commander one the seven mana yes. legendary creature so but i didn't play a commander game yet with it okay no like i is, i is I, good? I i i have no complaints i love it i i begged the wife i went it was like i was done on bend the knee kissing her feet like please please the ravishing renata do me a favor let me get this and she's like have you been a good boy? I was like, yes, I have been. He was like, uh, you know, your birthday's coming up. I was like, yes, my birthday's coming up. It's like, you can get it for your birthday. So I got it. I was like, yes. I was so happy. Now I'm actually doing an episode with, I believe, Dr. Katz. He's, uh, sp- I was, sp- I've been, it's two weeks now. We were supposed to do an episode on it. We're st- I'm still waiting for Dr. Katz to come on so we can discuss it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, uh, the way I'm, I built the commander right now. It's with a lot of ship creatures. I don't know the best way to, to do it, but the um, I, I was since I play Legacy, I paid a lot of attention for the the commander because the you can play play the command cards in the in Legacy, and there is a lot of them that just see a lot of play, like the true name Nemesis. Mm-hmm. And the the whole breacher, 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 no, breacher is from from Mother Horizons, right? No, a whole breacher, no, whole breacher, I believe was a commander as well. Was a commander? Okay, so whole breacher is another one that see a lot of play in Legacy. I I even play one of those in my sideboard right now. So I the the creature that most that that popped up the most for me was this one. The, the only question I had was if, if four mana is too much or don't. It for, uh, because the the text board of this card is just awesome. I would love to have this in my in my sideboard, but I need to test it to see if four mana is too much or it's okay for what it is. Right. Oh, and just so you know, uh, Hull Breacher came out in uh, Commander Legends. Commander Legends. It's only 
Blaze Legacy, right? Mm-hmm. So, you, like, it's banned in Commander, so you're you can you're free to do with it as you wish. But you know, it, but Legacy, so, it's. Uh, and thank thank God that it's banned in Commander because this card was really expensive back then. Then it got banned in Commander, and the, the price really dropped. And <laughs> that was when I could buy it. See, I'm happy that makes you happy for me. I was like, this card's, you know, there are far other worse cards out there in Commander. I'm like, it's okay. I just wish it was a spirit. That's all I got to say about that, you know? I agree with you. But, <laughs> oh, don't, but don't I wish every good card was a spirit? Yeah, yeah, I have this problem too. There is two things that I keep uh, saying to my friends that I hate spirits that doesn't fly. For me, that this make no sense. And uh, and there are a lot of cards that should be in spirits, but is but aren't. Like there is like the the Watcher of the Spheres. If Watcher of the Spheres was a spirit, oh, so good! <laughs> It'd be so good. I can't good. Really say how good it would be. It would be. And there is a a black card that is a human that. When your opponent tries to look from into his deck, if you uh, you look in his deck in, instead, and you put the card in your side of the field, uh, opposition it, agent. Yes, that that one. I think that one could be a spirit as well. Yes, I saw that card. I was like, yeah, that's a spirit. That should have been a spirit. Yeah, there, there is a lot of cards that I just. just if, it was if a, it was a spirit, it would be a lot better for us. Because I, I play a lot of humans in my sideboard because, like, Containment Priest. Containment Priest could be a spirit, too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I agree. There was one, uh, the, he was the world champion from Brazil. He ended up getting a, a card of his own. It was uh, a... Yes. He, he's from the same town as I am. Oh. Tell him I want him on my show. Just if you ever see him, I want him on my show. But, uh, you know, his card, I thought it should have been a spirit. Yeah, the the elite spellbinder. Yes. Yeah, yes. I, I was like, that had spirit written all over it, but no, he wants to be a human, uh, a human cleric. Get out of here with that human cleric stuff. Yeah, he he did a video on that card uh, a few weeks ago. He he said that he liked the idea because he didn't have any involvement in the uh, doing of the card. He was presented with a few options and just choose that one. Really? So, yes, yes. That's not right. I, like I would like if I won a tournament, I'm like, yo, uh, this is the card I want. This this has my name all over it. <laughs> so the way he dis he said that the in the set that his card should came out, there was no card that he liked because he wanted his card to be able to play eternal formats, and th those cards that they presented for him didn't did not. And uh, then the Watsi told him that the next set would be about wizardry, and he's like a, a Harry Potter fan, so he he asked for the for his card to came out in the next set. So then he they presented him uh, a few options again, and he chose that one because. Said that was a card that could play in other formats, not only standard. Right. And he said as well that being a human 
was easy, uh, was easy for him to like personify him in the card because he I'd say ah, I don't want to be a minotaur I don't want to be <laughs> like like there's one creature so he he chose that but the wizard just present him the card the, what the card would do what was the power what was the toughness and he he could pick only the name of the card that's fine that's it okay no sorry if i ever win anything watsy i'm telling you now there's one card and one card only i want peekaboo i want my one 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 blue one one flying spirit that let me lets me look at my opponent's hand and i draw a card that's it i already already talked to you i think this card is really broken yes it is (laughs) and i i don't care i want it you can as soon as it's made, it's banned. I don't care, but that's the card I want. Yeah. So uh, I I have the same opinion as you. If if I someday win the the world tournament and Watsi came for me and oh you're gonna appear in the next set, I would ask them not really to make the card from from the zero, but I would ask them to be uh, um, a spirit and be released in a spirit set because is the the deck that I play the most spirit so uh, even if it would be like a, a legend that i could just play in commander right. I, I was okay with it <laughs> see not uh, me i would want a spirit and i want it coming out in a merfolk set why because it's going to be the best creature and all the merfolk people are going to be pissed <laughs> yeah. but merfolk the, and spirits play very similar in legacy yeah yeah, that's that's. I'll be honest with you. When I first started playing Magic the Gathering, I was a Merfolk guy. Love Merfolk. And then I saw Drug School Captain. I was like, Oh, I want this card. And then I saw Supreme Phantom, and I was like, Okay, I'm a Spirit guy now. Yeah, I was. I start playing Magic with uh, a Mono Black Aggro deck, but the first deck that I had success with was Dredge. Okay. Then my I made a, a lot of good results with the, the Nexo Fate deck. I was that kind of guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I start playing Spirits and never stop. There you the go. Only in standard, right? But sometimes you can't. Most of the standard formats, you don't have a Spirit deck to play. So. I hear you. I hear you. Now... Let me ask you, this is the last question for segment number one. With the influx of new spirits, is there any new deck we can expect spirits to make? Like, did anything change in the spirit world? So in Legacy, uh, I can't really tell you that my my option of deck is the best one because there is no enough data for it. But is the the cards the, the way I saw it, I see the deck is I think is the best way to play it. So didn't really change too much. I just take two car- took two cards out and put two cemetery eliminator in the in the deck. And but I I know a guy. I, sorry, I don't know him, but uh, he posts in the discard uh, the spiritual discard. Mm-hmm. That he plays more like uh, a Delver deck. He plays with Days. He plays with more one-drop spirits. 
and so maybe his version of the deck is uh, a viable one too. Mm. And there was, I think, I don't know if it was a Japanese player or or uh, a Chinese player, but there was someone that played an 80 card, Yorion 80 card, just Sky Spirit. Really? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I just saw that Legacy. one. Yeah, I saw that one. Yeah, and I just can't really understand how the deck works. Exactly. I saw that. I was like, wow. Like, I shot the guy out. I was like, I saw you. You came in fourth place with that deck. I'm curious. But I didn't know how to pronounce his name because his name is in, I'm going to say Japanese. I think it's in Japanese. And I can't read Japanese, unfortunately. Yeah. So I, I saw his list, and I just didn't understand how the deck should work. I think he plays like um, the idol on the Greek Gravel in the deck. That is a true true red card, and the mana base just don't add up. So <laughs> I don't really know. And and is an, an one eighty card deck with no no searchers. Right. No. So I don't really know how the deck should play. I'm, and I'm not going to test it, to be honest, because I don't have the the red cards. But <laughs> there is another option for, for you to for you viewers to test. Okay. There is the GSKI deck. There is this low-to-the-ground one-drop. Like, uh, I think the, the way the, the other guy was playing, there was Usher, that, that 2-1, 1 one white spirit. Okay. Usher of the Fallen, I think. Okay. And he plays four of that, four of Mausoleum Wonder, and a few, and four days, four force of will. The 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 way he plays is that he puts a lot of pressure in your in the opponent while countering it with the, the no mana counters, quote unquote. So it's another way to play it, but I don't don't know. Each one is better if he's my version or his version. Uh, and maybe someday, if I continue winning with my Pioneer deck, I can one day buy the the cards to play Legacy in the Magic Online. Mm-hmm. Then I can test his version and my version compared to. I hear you. Now, it's kind of funny. I was in the Spirits Reddit, and I saw someone in uh, in Modern. They actually made a Mono Blue Snow build. Or, and, yeah, it was Mono Blue Snow. And I was like, wow, that's different from Modern. But, you know, let, you know, we got to let the cards play out and see what happens. Yeah, I, I really thought about playing Mono Blue in Legacy because just being able to play more basic lands is really good legacy because of wasteland but i think the white cards are just too powerful to not play in them it, like it, it's kind of hard not to say no at that it's like white blue is so in the interactivity it's uh, yeah so every time i ask someone how they would change my deck not my teammates though uh, from from my teammates agree with me with my the way i play the deck Every time I ask someone from outside how how they would change my deck, they always told me to put brainstorms and founders in the deck, and I just point at my four spiritual labyrinth. <laughs> so, 
So I wouldn't take Sprint of the Labyrinth out to play to play cantrips. Uh, so that's one of the biggest reasons to continue play blue white. Right. And the second reason is that white has I think the best cards for sideboard. The Lavinia Azorius Renegade one of the best cards to, to have in your sideboard. Sometimes Priest deals with a lot of decks. There is the Act of Authority that deals with a lot of decks. So I, I really think that Blue-White is the way to play. Mm-hmm. But I, I, like, like, I, like I always said, I don't know if I'm, if I'm right. This is the way I think about the deck. This is the way I play the deck. But I don't have enough data to, do, to, to get behind it. The only data I have is like, the two big tournaments I played and the two FNMs I played, and I, besides the one that I win three games and lost three games, uh, the other ones I, every time I, think I drop one game in, in each tournament. So, I'm I'm having results with the way I play the deck. Mm, that's I, all right that matters. Yeah, right now I don't I don't really have an incentive to change too much, but maybe maybe this is not the best way to play the deck, and I just don't know. I, I, I need more people playing it to to find to out. Prove that. Yeah, yeah, right. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here. This is a shout out to all spirit players. Listen, Douglas Rosa needs help. So on MTG, oh. You can play Legacy. I'm not going to say it's cheap, but it's a lot cheaper than Modern and probably as expensive as Pioneer on MTGO. Why don't we help out Douglas Rosa here and try to improve our standing in Legacy? What do you think, Douglas? Yeah, we should really should play, be playing more Spirits in Legacy because I think the, the everyone that plays... Like Death and Texas are going to love playing spirits, at least the way I play spirits. Because for me, uh, I'm not going to say that Spirits deck is better than Death and Texas because Death and Texas has a lot of more results than, than Spirits. Right. But for me, it was an approval because my field is filled with a lot of uh, combo decks, and Spirits is way better than Death and Texas to do with combo decks. So I think that everyone that has that plays Death and Texas in Legacies should give it a try. I know that there is ah you, the Cavern of Souls is not a ship card, the Tundras are not ship card, but if you can, I don't know, uh, there is some. You can just in Magic Online, I think it's cheaper it because is. at least as well as I know the the Dual Lands are cheaper than the. Shocklands in mm-hmm. Geo. Yep. So I think there is a a way to to go right there. So let, let's do it, ladies and gentlemen. Let's let's help Douglas Rosa here. And if you're a legacy player, why, why not join the bandwagon? If you got the cards, try it. What you got to lose, right? You you're obviously a, a spirit player, a spirit lover. Let's do it. Well, now it's time for my announcement. My 75th episode is coming up. I'm having a special guest on the show. It is a modern master. He is a fishy type of individual. I'm excited to say, and we're still working out the, uh, 
the ways to get them on the show. I'm hoping to have a live stream where I can go on Twitch uh, so I don't have to do a pre-recorded show. And I want you to sit there and be there while I have this conversation live. And I want you to be able to ask questions during the show. But that's my 75th episode, and that's my announcement currently. And hopefully I will know more by this Sunday. So, God willing, uh, I will know more. Now, it's on to segment number two, and this is the onset. Now, I'm not usually a big fan of the onset, but I saw some things, and I had to share them with my friend Douglas Rosa. Now, this onset is called to infinity and beyond this is the fourth unset it will be appearing april 1st 2022 and it's obviously it falls on april fool's day right now there's images on mtg um sorry uh wizards website that shows the draft box booster and the collector's boosters let me just tell you they're beautiful and i just clicked on a couple things here where they show you the basic lands. One says planetary space, basic lands, and the other one says uh, orbital spacic lands. Those are your basic lands, and then they have your borderless shock lands. Douglas, have you seen these cards? Yeah, I did, and they are all very beautiful. Oh, my God, they're uh, stunning. For me, they have, like, a Star Wars vibe. Yes. <laughs> So I think that it's gonna it's gonna sell very well because of that. And uh, for for us band spirit player, I think the, the Hollowed Fountain one is just gorgeous. Dude, that one is ridiculous. I mean, I hate to say the I love the art on the Hollowed Fountain, the Water Grave, and the Blood Crypt. All of them are amazing. Uh, what's the other one I fell in love with? Breeding pool. I expected a lot more breeding, but, you know, I didn't get that. Oh, excuse me. And then Temple Garden was meh. Temple Garden, uh, yeah, it's the worst of them. I, uh, there Tem- is a, 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 sh- a ship in the background, though, that <laughs> that keep that Star Wars vibe going. Yeah. Like, to me, I think the worst one is the stomping ground, the red-green one. I think that one's horrific. Yeah, uh, I I'm, I really like the the basic ones too. Oh, the big the, like the, there's two of them. Planets. There's there's one the the planets, the planet yeah, ones. The planets. Oh my god, are so good. And then there's ones where you're on the planet themselves. Now the yeah. like I, I don't like if you're just listening to me in Douglas gush over these. Let me just tell you. Wh- the work they did, Bravo Wati on having the artist. Now, what I do like is the little mana symbol, and then they made it look like a new, like a uh, an atom, where you had the uh, electrons and protons and the neutrons flowing around the mana symbol. Yeah, uh, I, I'm. I have a, uh, my basic ones are all from from the last set. Bring it right, right. Yeah. Uh, but, but maybe I'm gonna to take these ones to, to replace them because the the plan I, I the planets ju- I just fall in love from them. And this, uh, if they were made with the same material, these cards don't bend. 
like the the foil ones used to. Right. I have a thing with foil tarp that they they bend and I can't I can't really play them in some tournaments because of that. Well, I I found the secret to that. I found the secret how to deal with that. What happens is they sell. I don't know if you like when you buy products, you get those little gel capsules in there, like little packets of gel. And what they do is they suck oh, up, right, right. they suck yeah, up yeah, moisture. Suck up. You put that yeah. in your deck box. Guess what? You don't have to worry about it. And also, uh, I think this company—I forget what it's called. I think it's Ultimate Guard. Uh, they sell a boulder that's completely sealed, so no moisture can get in. And I think, oh God, this BCW—they just came out with a uh, a thing called, I want to call it Spectrum Prism. And that seals perfectly where air can't get in and moisture can't get into your cards to bend them. My God, let me just tell you, I have my foiled deck and it's love in life. Yeah. Uh, I use this, this, this packs with uh, like silicon, right? Yes. I don't know. Yep. That, that can take the moisture off the yeah, It sucks I them up. I use it in my miniatures, in my, uh, in my plastic miniatures, to for them to don't bend as well. But here in Brazil, we we live in a tropical country, so there is a lot of a lot of moisture in the air. Yep. There is uh, you your cards can bend. You can start a tournament with your cards uh, not bent and finish the tournament with, with them bending. Oh, that sucks. That sucks because me personally, like I love my foiled modern deck. It's completely foiled out. It's creme de la creme. It's absolutely beautiful. I, I thank my my wonderful wife, the Ravishing Renata, for allowing me to do it. So, I'm spoiled. So, is there any particular one that if you had an opportunity, Watsi goes, "Hey Douglas, we're gonna give you a card. Which one would you want?" From this this onset. Yes. The Hollow and Fountain. That thing is so pretty. So pretty. Well, I'm excited the fact that this is coming out. I've seen uh, it's different. It's fun. Uh, I'm not a, my friends will tell you, I'm not a a fan of the onset. This is one I might actually give it a chance for once. Now, if they, if, if they have a spirit, then I'm buying the spirit. Yeah. So the onset, uh, the good thing to do with it, like I, I have a, a nine nine players team, right? So if eight of us can just share a, a box of an onset, we can play a lot of drafts with it. And drafting onset is really fun because there is a lot of weird cards in it. Like I think in the last set there was a card that you you needed. You played it, then you go around the, the the room giving high fives to people, and for every high five, it gets a plus one, plus one counter, or something like that. So this is really fun to just have fun with, with friends. Uh, and this is the way we, we used to play the, the onset. But it's uh, besides the lands, because the lands get a lot of price with time, but besides the lands, the the other cards just don't. After you open them and play the the, the draft with it, 
they don't have any value anymore. Yeah, they, they do. They disagree. They, 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 the value just goes, just goes down. Yeah, because they don't really make strong cards sets. Although the, the unsets are legal in Legacy. Are they really? Yes. They yeah. just don't play because they, they are not good cards in that. Oh, just imagine, hey, I'm at a tournament. Oh, I get to play the high five card. You go around the whole tournament, high five in everybody. Now you hear, it's like thousands of people. Hold on, I'll be right back. High five, high five. Everybody put your hand up, high five. There's like about, like, you, uh, you high five like 600 people in one spot. Yeah, so I, I just don't know how that would work in a tournament because I don't know if that wouldn't be outside assistance. <laughs> well, it's definitely outside assistance if you think about it. It's like no, but it's like it's part of the rule. You you, you put it in here. I'm going to use it. I'm going to abuse it. <laughs> so, but I never saw any card from the onset scene in Legacy. They became legal, I think, before the Unringed set came out or a while after. Wow. Okay. See, I just learned something new. Thank you for sharing that with us. Well, let, let me ask you. This is a, now. I'm going to let you uh, have the door. You know, the show is yours. Uh, share with us. Uh, you know, uh, more about you and uh, what's going on in Brazil. So we just restart playing Magic, uh, physical Magic, right here. Uh, the, our local store reopened. We are having a lot of tournaments in every format. To be, to be honest. And I'm going to be playing a Pioneer uh, tournament Saturday and a Modern tournament on Sunday. So I didn't play Pioneer and didn't watch anything about Pioneer since the pandemic hit. So I was, uh, went back for, um, to MTGO and started playing it. I played it with my Mono Blue version first. Now I'm playing with Bant. Maybe is the, the the way I'm gonna play the tournament. So I kind of I was talking to my friends and we decided that there is no point in us playing this how this much that we play and we don't record and make uh and make content with it. So yesterday I just uh, started making lives of me playing the spirit stack. I played uh, a pioneer league. I went for one with it. Uh, star, uh, starring the, the Cemetery Eliminator. Very nice. And now uh, our team have uh, a Twitch account that is Manamox, uh, Manamox under, underline team. And uh, we have also a, a channel on YouTube that goes with the same name. is Manamox underline team. And we are going to at least I promise you that every time I'm playing Spirits, I'm going to do it in English. Here in Brazil, we speak other languages, but every time I play Spirits, I, I will do it in English so you guys can come and watch me without having to, to worry about the, the different languages. But uh, my friends maybe are going to do something in Portuguese. Not everyone can really speak English. Okay. But... But I promise. Uh, so you guys that are listening to us, if you want to to be in, to play a, a league with me, to, to watch me playing leagues, play, watch my thought process around my sideboard, my, the way I build the deck, 
go to twitch.tv slash mana mocks underline team. I'm going to I'm going to try to play at least like three or four per week. No, right, well, there you go. Least... That's nice. Do me a favor when you do that, just uh, go to my to my Twitter and post it there too because there are, are people who listen to the show, and you know as soon as it goes on the Twitter, they'll go there to watch you play. Please do that so you all know right. we can share yeah, because. Because I, I'm all about trying to push people who want to push spirit content, and I think that would be great for the listening audience to watch a spirit player play in different formats besides legacy, modern, pioneer, just, you know, to shake it up. Yeah. Right now I'm playing just in, in pioneer because the the only deck that I won. I, uh, but I have a project that is one of my teammates have a... Uh, Mana Traders account. So I have a project that is if you want to me to test a, a, a build for you, you can contact me. Uh, we I think you give a, give me some donations so I can enter the league with your donation. And I'm going to play your deck. I'm going to share my thoughts with you. I'm going to say what cards I would take out, what cards I would take in, what how how I thought the deck went in that league, and I would play that that league live so you can see and talk to me while I'm playing. So this is a, a project that I think is really really good. So let's say you don't have uh, you you don't have time to be preparing yourself for your next tournament. You really want to test one card in your you really want to test Dorothea in your in your next modern modern build. Nice. So I can do that for you. Very nice. I can, I can do that for you and then share my thoughts. There you but go. Right now, I can only do that through through donations because the Mana Trader account isn't mine. Right. So I can I need to to re- reimburse my my teammates for it. But that's a project that I'm starting. And yeah, anyone that wants to participate just need to talk to me. I, I might have to I, do it. I want to see you play mono blue, snow build, and modern. Okay. Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> I, I might have to do that because I'm desperate to see somebody play mono blue, snow, and modern. We got we got the, you know, it's to be Pioneer. We have the mono blue. We got the Simic. Sorry. Yeah, we got the mono blue, the Simic. We got the Azores, and we got the Bant. Why do we not have, you know, we in modern we have the uh, Bant and Azorius. Why do we not have mono blues now? Yeah, I think it can can play very well. I think, uh, I don't know if you already have a list for that. No, not whatsoever. I'm just throwing it out there. I'm just throwing, you know, stuff to the wind. Yeah, so the way I think about it is most likely the, the way I played uh, in Pioneer with guys like Snare, with uh, Mana Leak. Uh, let me think about it. This would be a better place for cards like uh, Consider, maybe. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad idea. Yeah. It's a good, good place to be thinking about it. I think that uh, in, in Modern, the way modern is being played right now with a lot of uh, those elementals like fury mm-hmm. 
Solitude. Solitude. We just might be need to be a more uh, with more counters to it. Well, we get subtlety. We just use subtlety. That's it. Yeah, subtlety. Subtlety is a good. Uh, my subtleties didn't. Uh, I ordered subtleties from the the U.S. because here in Brazil they are just too much expensive. Mm -hmm. so, but they they didn't came out yet. Uh, I think I'm not going to be able to use them. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. So, uh, like, our money for yours is like six to one. Wow. Like six six of our money is is one U.S. dollar. But there are cards like the Solitude, for example. The the stores here in Brazil are charging like twelve to one. I think what? Solitude is is twenty five dollars in US. And if you translate that to how much they are charging here, they are wanting you to pay like twelve for one. What? That that's ridiculous. It make no sense. Just just make no sense. The prismatic endings as well is like 15 to 1. So I just ordered everything from the United States. And, but uh, it came, it takes a while to, to get here. So Yeah, I would expect that with the shipping and handling and all that stuff. Yeah, that's, yeah, because for, for me, I'm seeing subtlety right now as the market value is $7. Now you're telling me it's 12 that that's up to, what, that's like, Ridiculous. <laughs> let, let me check subtlety right here in Brazil. Because Modern Horizons 2, yeah, that, that's... Yeah, it is 72 of our money. Yeah, that's times 12. It's... That's times 12 right there. Wow. Wow. You know, what no Just... you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to start opening boxes. I'm going to start buying boxes and selling them to Brazil. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> Who wants it? I'll I'll charge you six times instead of twelve times. Yeah, yeah. The the and the the store that has it for seven two is has only one yeah. of it. The store with the shipped store with four copies of it, it's eighty. My brain is hurting now. Wow, wow. Yeah, I. The, now, how, how do you play Legacy? How like so, how do you play Legacy? Do you guys pro use proxies? I mean, holy crap! No, no, <laughs> no. We put, uh, when it came out, like I think I paid uh, an honest price for my my uh, solitudes, for example. And but from two months after that, three months after that, the the price just start blowing up and never stop right there. But and. It literally doesn't make any sense because if you uh, if you get the Ragavan, for example, Ragavan is six to one. It's all right. The price of the card in U.S. and the price of the card here in Brazil are the same if you just translate the money. But there are cards like that one, like the the prismatic ending, that I think you guys can buy that for five dollars. So five dollars should be thirty of our money, but mm -hmm. in stores the shippers you can buy a prismatic ending seven seventy five. Jesus, just just don't make any sense. 
No, 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 no. I'm finding like marketplace normal is three dollars and fifty two cents. Even then times twelve, that's like thirty six dollars. Thirty six. Uh, let me round that up to a little bit. Uh, maybe a uh, forty eight. Forty. Wow. Right now, oh, the card, the the price of the card just dropped. It's sixty right now. Well, you got a deal. You better start buying right now. <laughs> no, I, I I bought them from the <laughs> I bought them from the U.S. The price the price I paid for four of them in U.S. I would only buy one here in Brazil. Wow. <laughs> wow. So if you're a, a person who's listening in the United States. God bless the United States. That's all I got to say about that. Well, Douglas, we've almost come to the end of the show. Is there anything else you want to share with the listening audience? Just play more spirits. Uh, share your, your deck list, your thought process of building it with us. Play Spirits in Legacy. And just subscribe to our channel in Twitch and in YouTube. That is Mana, Mana Mox uh, underline team. I don't, uh, sorry. Uh, I think that you guys in US, you say like, I play, I land. Let, let me take a turn, for example. You you say land elf or you say Mana elf when you're describing a turn? I, I, I don't know. Like land elf? No. Let's say, let's say you're going to describe your first the, your first uh, play of a game. You're going right. to play a land and play an an, an elf. Right. Elf, elf so you, for shorts, you say land elf or you say mana elf? I always say land. I, ne I never say mana. All right. Here in Brazil, we, we have the, the habit of saying mana instead of land. So that's why it's mana mox. Because we are going to play a mana and no. then play a mox. No, to me, to me, it makes sense. Mana mox is because Magic the Gathering is mana, and you got mox in. You know, for the moxes, yeah. that makes sense. Mana mox. The, to yeah, put land course. land mox, that's that's no, that makes nonsense. You you guys did the right thing. You guys did the right thing. Going mana <laughs> mana mox underscore uh, team. Yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, our symbol is the the diamond mox, so it's mana mox underline team. So you can uh, you can subscribe there. You can if you want me to play your deck, you can just donate me, so I can uh, rent the deck in mana traders and play it for you. And yeah, I'm gonna pay you in Brazilian play. money. I'm not paying paying you in American. I'm paying you in Brazilian, <laughs> so it's so, cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> So, ten dollars is the how much it would cost to to play a league because it's ten ticks, right? Right. It would be about sixty of our money. Sixty of your dollars. Yeah. So it's ten dollars I give you. I like that. I'll give you ten dollars. I'll give you ten dollars all day to play my deck. Here is Heis, the name of our money. All right, Heis. It's like royal. It's hell. Okay. I'm going to forget that. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm really bad. But I got bad memory. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. yeah I, but yeah, this is the, the new product I'm, I'm working with. Okay. 
I already did a, a live yesterday. I'm thinking about doing another one tomorrow. Okay. And again, playing the Pioneer. And if you want me to test your deck, just, just call me on Facebook, just call me on Twitter, anywhere, so I can I can't uh, take the deck list with you and prepare a live for it and then share my thoughts about it, share what cards I would take out, what cards I put in. And especially, uh, I want to, to be playing uh, testing Legacy so we can um, bring more people to be playing Spirits in Legacy because if you have more, more brains thinking about the deck, it will be easier to make a, a good list out of it. I hear you. I agree. So, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here. Join Douglas Rosa on Twitch at Manamox underscore team. I'm going to actually do this uh, as soon as we get off the air. I'm going to go on my Twitch, which is MTG Ectoplasm, and I'm going to join up the Manamox underscore team. So, is there anything else, Douglas, before we let us say goodbye? No, no, that's it. All right. Thank well. You for that. Go ahead. No, thank you for the time. <laughs> Not a problem, my man. So thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining me on this episode. We got to learn a lot about Douglas here, what he th thinks about Crimson Vow and Legacy. You hear to, heard us gush over uh, the uh, two Infinity and Beyond with their lands and then the 75th episode. So please remember our friend Douglas Rosa, man on mox underscore team, to Join him in kicking ass and watching him play Spirits. So with that being said, the next time you're sitting there playing an opponent and you're kicking their ass, make sure they say, that's Bushi. We're out of here. Good night.